we going? Yeah. Okay. Hello. <laughs> I don't know. Do you think we were testing? No, I don't know what I I don't know what I thought we were doing anymore. Okay. <laughs> it's fine. Well, welcome to Who Knew. Welcome. A place where we talk about this, that, and the other, all, and ghosts. All the nonsense. Yes. <laughs> the spookies. The creepies. The creeps. Yes. Um. How are you? How was your week? Good. My week was fine. Nothing spectacular. Okay. How was your week? It was f- fucking long. Oh. Yeah, I also had a long week, but it's different. Okay. <laughs> I just, I switched shifts, and so I had to work, like, six days in a row. That versus, is like, awful. Versus, you, like, physically, like, <laughs> having an exhausting day. Um, it was incredibly long, but mm-hmm. that's okay. We are here. We're here. I worked all day. I'm stoked to be here, though. Me too. <laughs> do you have any news? You have updates. I do. I have quite a few updates. It's not really updates. It's just kind of like, oh, if you liked this episode, you should check out more stuff that I found out. There's apparently, a, th- I think it's three-part or five-part documentary that's going into dinosaurs on Apple TV. So if you are into that, it's actually going to be depicting dinosaurs with, like, feathers, which I think is pretty interesting. And, like accurate probably yeah totally (laughs) um there's another one that i saw on tiktok of this um i'm i don't know what she is so my credibility might not be there but she was talking about how archaeologists in egypt finally figured out how like five or ten or twenty men were able to like sled heavy objects in egypt so there was this cool video about that and we talked about how that's generally like a, a pretty accepted I, like idea of how how they built them. it was but an to idea see, to see it actually yeah. work it was the, pretty well it was the first time they actually got it right. to like be successful yeah. like to after like looking at like scales of what ancient egypt right had shown us with like their uh they're not called murals oh fuck i know they're not called hieroglyphics hieroglyphics there you go thank you <laughs> um with that so they were finally able to like copy i guess like perfectly and get the model working so now they can figure out how the fuck they got gold to the top of pyramids i don't know um (laughs) my other update is what i i still like the so the tiktok you showed me what it like getting one piece of one slab was like a lot of manpower right it was like 20 people right and my thought is like gold is so much heavier than like rock is so i'm trying to think of like the logistics of getting an entire gold cap and i feel like it's so much more fragile too no gold is a pretty it's soft soft metal yeah but that also means it means it could be formed back yeah. yeah i guess that's true um I don't know. Also, my other thing is serial killer TikTok. All of this, apparently, all I do is sit on TikTok. Um, <laughs> he posted about Edgar Allan Poe and about a bunch of stuff that he, like, apparently predicted before it even happened. I told Jack all about every single story. I, I'm i not going to go into every single one, but basically he, like, wrote a paper. I think it was the one that I told you guys about, the scientific paper that he wrote, like, not too long after or before he died but he like wrote stuff about like the big bang theory and like i guess just people thought he was crazy at the time but like now looking back they were like uh the fuck and like some other like weird coincidence stuff that he like wrote about like phineas gage the guy that got the railroad tie or the some kind of object into his skull and through his frontal lobe and he had like all kinds of personality changes poe apparently wrote a story um i'm not familiar with what it's called if anyone is interested i apologize you can probably just google it but he wrote a story that was like spot on he got all the symptoms correctly like it's it's crazy he's a man that people think that he's like a what's it called time traveler oh yeah i didn't even think of that that's kind of a conspiracy theory huh i don't believe it i think he just was a very creative mind and had a lot of opioids (laughs) <laughs> yeah, but it's pretty impressive to, like, be able to predict, like, the outcome of, like, a frontal lobe injury mm-hmm. and have it be so accurate and to know before that has ever been, like, postulated yeah. at all. Because it didn't really even get, like, examined until yeah. Phineas Gage, mm-hmm. but whatever. If you want to look more into that, if you know Serial Killer TikTok, you can check him out. If not, I'm sure you can just do a quick Google and 
find it all yourself, but I found it very interesting and it's too much to discover. It's already too much for this brief intro. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Do you have anything else before we get a roll in? No, I just love little blotters. Look at him. Yep. It's good for a podcast. He's not doing anything. I know. Okay. They can't see him. I can see him, but like oh. the people listening to this I see, can't I see, see I him. I see. Okay. Well, we should just continue then. <laughs> Do you have any guesses as to what I'm covering? You said similar to mine? Mm-hmm. It has to be some kind of like asylum. Kind of. Hospital? Mm-hmm. I am telling you about the Norwich State Hospital in Connecticut. Hmm. Never heard of it. Okay. You ready? Are you ready to hear about it? Yeah, sure. Uh, okay. Actually, no, I take that back. I'm not ready. Well, I get, it's your turn then. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm ready. I'm getting. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Norwich State Hospital served as a home and place of treatment for the mentally ill for a hundred years. So, I mean, it is basically an asylum, right? That That's really interesting. No, I'm okay. very intrigued by what you just told me because it's very parallel to my story. The area along the... See, <clears throat> when I read this uh, in my notes, it's spelled the same as the Thames River mm-hmm. in England, but it, and it, it's spelled the exact same. But I feel like here it's going to be the Thames, correct? I feel like here we wouldn't call it the Thames. The, the Thames... Or would we say it like the herb, like thyme? It's T-H-A-M-E-S. A-M. I'm sorry. I I I thought (laughs) the A was a Y. I'm an idiot. I'm so sorry. Yes. Wow. Uh, So the area along this river where the hospital was built lies within both of the, the city of Preston and the city of Norwich within Connecticut. So it's kind of like in between, but parts of it lie within both city limits. Yeah. Um, Preston and Norwich were originally the territory of the Pequot tribe. I literally, like, phonetically spelled that out for myself. Good for you. This tribe was eventually pushed out by the Mohegan tribe, uh, which took ownership, and handed over. they handed over some of the land to the English settlers led by Jonathan Brewster in the 1600s. The town of Norwich was also sold by the Mohegans to settlers shortly thereafter, and uh, agriculture became kind of like the main economic activity of the area and is still like a really big part of their economy now. Uh, Clay deposits were natural in the area, and brick-making also became a pretty um, commonplace uh, business, I guess, part of their economy. Also, and that was like between the 18th and 19th century that that was kind of hitting its boom. 1904, uh, 100 acres along the Thames River became home to the Norwich State Hospital for the Insane, which was the full name, and then it was shortened eventually just to the Norwich State Hospital. I thought that you were going to say the 100 acres turned into the woods for Winnie the Pooh. 100 acre woods. I forgot that that's what that was called. That's funny. Yeah. That just like unlocked a memory in my brain. Sorry. Big miss for a joke? Yeah. I would have written a joke in there somewhere. Your joke's... Really land on this podcast, babe. Everybody prove him wrong. <laughs> um, so originally, the the hospital was one building. Uh, there were 95 residents which were held in the building originally. And then by the next year, uh, they added up, uh, I guess it would be, if it was 95, they added like 50-something, 56 patients. So it ended up, is that right? 95 plus 56 That'd be 41, right? Sounds about right. So they added 66 patients <laughs> to, uh, to a grand total of 151 patients in the building. And it, at that point, that was a little bit too much. So they had to build two more buildings. In 1907, another building was added. By 1915, they had 13 more buildings that had been added. And some of them included residences for staff. Other buildings were needed to... Uh, Basically, to make this hospital, like, its own functioning, like, town in and of itself. So, it was a lot like when we talked about the Abbey. The Abbey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Norwich State Hospital was self-sufficient. Uh, it, they grew their own food and set up their own industry pretty much throughout. Uh, they had 20 buildings that stood on the property by 1940. Each building was given the name of a founding superintendent of the American Psychiatric Association, otherwise known as the APA, and like other pioneers in the field of psychology and psychiatry. 
buildings continued to be built until finally there were 30 buildings standing on 900 acres. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a lot of Winnie the Poohs. That's nine. It's nine Winnies. Nine of them. (laughs) Some of the newer buildings, as they were, like, being built, they would, like, abandon or demolish, like, the older buildings to kind of move into the newer ones. Yeah. By the 1970s, only seven of the original buildings were still in use. Buildings were connected by underground tunnels, which is pretty cool. We love that. Creepy, creepy. Those tunnels were used to run utilities, um, but sometimes patients were transported through them as well. And probably dead bodies. Probably. Early residents were the criminally insane, but eventually others would live at the hospital. Um, There were elderly people sent there along with people eventually who were suffering from tuberculosis. I'm going to say that again. Other people who were... Suffering from tuberculosis and addiction, Norwich was not a great place to live for many, many years, as most hospitals at the time were not. Yeah. Um, reports of sexual abuse and physical abuse were investigated throughout the years. Several harsh treatments were also um, found to have been implemented there. Uh, patients were starved, restrained, confined, packed in ice. Electric shock treatments were used up until the 1980s. Technically, those are still used today, but like in a different, more controlled uh, way. They're still used today? Mm-hmm. What? ECT is uh, a pretty, it's actually a very good um, treatment for uh, depression. Fun fact. How does that work for depression? It's very different than it used to be. So how do they, like, where do they zap you? I would have to, like, Maybe look at some research to give you okay. a good answer on that, but it is a, a still clinically That's viable crazy. treatment for. I didn't realize that depression and several other mental illnesses. Yeah, fun fact. But they're obviously heavily stigmatized because of places like this. Um, of course, lobotomies were also used as a last resort to control most out of control patients. Tragedy was a pretty big part of the Norwich State Hospital history, uh, starting in 1914 when a resident hung himself. 1917, a hot water heater exploded, which killed two employees. Uh, Many patients died while at the hospital, obviously, because it's a hospital. Some of those deaths occurred because of poor treatment or maltreatment. A nurse committed suicide at her home. Another employee was hit by a car and killed while crossing the street. Uh, one of the buildings called Salmon Hall was closed in 1971 after years of housing the worst of the worst. Um, incarceration in this building was bad. Um, patients were able to participate in several other like activities and classes and, and things that weren't all bad. Uh, there was occupational therapy in one of the buildings. Piano lessons were given along with other like classes for like arts and crafts uh classes taught patients how to manage their lives on the outside of norwich state hospital which is pretty cool um they try to make sure that these patients that they were planning on eventually releasing were prepared to go back and be like right to reintegrate into society Uh, so they were taught how to grocery shop cook make their beds um, and social workers would help with that transition New drugs also helped to decrease the population in Norwich, which is good. Mm-hmm. Hospital ended up being closed in 1996, and the remaining patients were then transferred to the Connecticut State Hospital. State ended up selling the property to the cities of Norwich and Preston, since they it, it lied, you know, between the two. They sold them to each for one dollar. Nice. Mm-hmm. And future plans for the property uh, were bad. Oh, <laughs> so. Although the hospital is listed on both the state and the National Historic Register as a place of architectural and historical significance, um, originally that meant that many of the buildings, the grounds, infrastructure couldn't be removed, which included like a lot of the things inside. So that was like medical waste and things like that couldn't be touched. But um, that to be able to deal with that, it required an exception from both the state and federal historical authorities, which was given, meaning that demolition of the property started in the spring of 2011. All the tunnels uh, surrounding the administrative building collapsed. 
Um, later in 2011, the Salmon Building, the All Building, the Cafeteria th Theater Buildings were all uh, demolished, followed by the Ribicoff Building, the Power Plant, the Chapel, and some of the cottages uh, in 2012. As of August of 2021, all buildings on the Preston side of the campus have been demolished, except for the Ray, Gallup, and the Mitchell Building. All the interior interior roadways were stripped of asphalt mid to late 2018. Uh, major excavation commenced near the site of the Lodge Building. The administration building was weatherized and then kind of fixed to prevent any kind of further decay and that is the only one that is going to remain and is going to be used uh to to satisfy like the historical building requirement they did find some buried coal ash in 2020 which uh required a different kind of more extensive kind of cleanup for that so that delayed uh the like demolishing different buildings pretty significantly as of March of this year, so last month, progress was continuing on the demolition with the pathway, uh, sorry, the pathway house being up next for, uh, to be torn down, which I think is pretty sad, but that is really that. Sad. So let's get into the hauntings, yeah? I know, I was like, let's talk about the hauntings so people can never go there. <laughs> As with most, like, historical hospitals... We see the same things that we see often. Uh, the main people who have been at the Norwich State Hospital since it was closed have been members of, like, security. They had security staff on site um, to keep people from going in and doing rituals and, like, all the things that we talk about in, like, the orphanage that yeah. I talked about. Um, obviously, if you have people who are hired to patrol this closed-down, old-ass hospital... Um, they're going to probably be the main ones who report this paranormal activity. See some shit. So let's talk about what the guards have all reported. Uh, the robot, oh, robotomy, Jesus Christ. <laughs> the lobotomy rooms give off strange beeping noises that they can't figure out where that's coming from. Uh, when the buildings were still standing, many guards heard disembodied screams. So that's cool. Um, as well as talking and mumbling. Aside from screaming. Yeah. Uh, apparitions of children have been seen as well. And um, there are some old photos that had both adult men and boys in the same room sitting at tables together. So there were obviously children uh, that were there long term. A doctor claimed that he saw two children looking out a window of the Salmon Building. But the Salmon Building was the one that housed the criminally insane. So it's a little concerning. Right. Um, there are rumors that a student group used to hold their initiations in one of the buildings oh, and gosh. that perhaps they opened some kind of portal. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, one investigator that had been in a few buildings before they were torn down got several pictures of columns of light, uh, unexplained columns of light, and in two pictures there were clear, uh, images of, of faces in these Ew. pictures. Uh, this investigator's cell phone was also completely drained when he entered one of the buildings. Some maintenance people have seen weird lights on top of some of the buildings that resemble, resemble like, lasers. So that's weird. The Earl building reportedly had doors that would slam on their own, and uh, people working there would have their tools moved around. And the tunnels in the morgue obviously have both had multiple incidents or instances of disembodied screams. Ghost Hunters uh, is the only paranormal group to ever investigate it. Dang. Um, it was their season six finale in 2010. Um, obviously, that was like right before they started demolishing then, mm -hmm. huh? Dang. Yep. Obviously, um, you know, we take these shows with a little bit of a grain of salt because the point of them is to get evidence. evidence yeah. I think Ghost Hunters is... Um, I've seen several episodes where they don't get anything, and that's so fine. just like a little bit more authentic. A little bit, but still, you got to take it the the fact that it's a show on TV yeah. on sci-fi. So, um, there's not a lot to investigate now. So, but they're they were able to get into a few buildings at the time, and even even though it was before they were demolishing things, like the, these buildings were so fucked up and decrepit because nobody had been in there. 
um like unsafe that they were still yeah unable to to investigate quite a bit of it but uh they checked out a few uh the female investigators were in the hospital when they heard something dragging or sliding down the hallway towards them um they claimed that the building felt creepy obviously. obviously um and they heard quite a bit of audible talking that they were able to uh get on tape and all oh, that shit. good stuff on some video that they took that they did not they, like they didn't see this happen until they were checking everything out after the investigation they do see a door that closes on its own uh behind the investigators which is kind of cool and they heard quite a bit of shuffling in one of the other buildings that they investigated Two other male investigators also heard some dragging in a building that they were investigating, and they said it sounded like a piece of wood dragging on the floor, but it was above them. So I don't... It's hard for me to, like, picture what that would have sounded like and how you would discern so, that. So, like, if you were, like, in a two-story house and you're on the first floor and someone's dragging, like, yeah. a baseball bat on the floor above you? Sure. That's what I imagined. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they also saw several shadow figures, and they got... um I think they got some evidence of a shadow figure kind of peeking around a corner. Jason and Grant, who were the main dudes on Ghost Hunters, uh, said that they saw shadow people in one of the old research buildings, and they heard quite a bit of moaning that reminded them of... This is weird. Reminded them of somebody meditating. So my thing with this place is you get a lot of the, like, classic, like, disembodied screams and mumbling and shuffling, whatever, but there's a lot of weird evidence in here like lasers yeah very beeping yeah meditation moans like it's weird right yeah and that's the norwich state hospital good 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 good. do you have any questions comments concerns no no concerns except for the shock therapy that's apparently still happening uh (laughs) why is that like it's just interesting to me that like back in the day they did like this terrible act with this type of thing that could have actually helped people and they didn't so let me okay here is an article by the mayo clinic from 2018 about electroconvulsive therapy otherwise known as ect ect is a procedure done under under general anesthesia so that's good so they put you under for it and uh it says in which small electric currents are passed through the brain intentionally triggering a brief seizure it seems to cause changes in the brain chemistry that quickly reverse symptoms of certain mental health conditions much of the stigma attached to ect is based on early treatments in which high doses of electricity were administered without any anesthesia leading to memory loss fractured bones and serious side effects afterwards ect is much safer today it can still cause some side effects but it now uses electric currents given in a controlled setting to achieve the most uh the most benefit with the fewest risks i hate it bada bing bada boom not doing it it can be used for severe depression uh treatment resistant depression so that's like when you've tried all kinds of medications therapy therapy. group like it just isn't working uh severe mania so manic episodes uh catatonia which is like the opposite of that and that's just like you're like no affect yeah you're a potato exactly um and agitation and aggression in people with dementia oh mm-hmm. oh that might be kind of helpful mm-hmm. i mean obviously it's all helpful for those types of people but like dementia mm-hmm. that's like that's kind of cool they'll also use it uh for patients during pregnancy because some medications you can't take while you're pregnant but this wouldn't harm the baby other than the like being under gen- general anesthesia but you gotta weigh those risks also in older adults who can't tolerate drug side effects and um there are some people who actually prefer it over taking medication that's crazy so there you go the more you know the more you know um i'm gonna look like a fool for this one why i'm like looking at my notes and i'm like i don't know how to say that word i think it's the only one word okay well are you ready for my story yeah i'm talking about something that's very similar to what you said except for no one has been to this place like no ghost hunters no tv show no movie nothing that i could find i thought one group was like rare yeah no like this is one that i couldn't find anybody on um 
I usually put media at the end. Oh, before yeah. you go. No, nothing. Um, I got a lot of my notes, for, again, from the History Goes Bump podcast. Nice. They're just really on a roll. Good for them. Their, their content, so check them out. Anyways, go ahead. The only media that I mentioned is that a bunch of amateur ghost hunters on YouTube have snuck into the facility and taken their own videos, but that doesn't count. Like <laughs> nobody count professional production crew. I'm just I'm just saying that like no, you can watch I YouTube you. videos and like it again, it can all just be as staged as the next person, mm. but there's not somebody that's like gone down with like I like I just go with like every like ghost hunting right. show like demographic it's like we do the history of the place and then we do the, yeah. the investigation yeah. so i don't really have anything minus uh that um <laughs> so i'm talking about king's park psychiatric center it was uh, thought of in the 1880s i guess and this originated in king's county before it was called king's park psychiatric center it was a place called king's county asylum which was in flatbrush brooklyn um again this is in the 1880s so that area especially that one asylum was suffering from overcrowding and lack of funding which affected a lot of hospitals at the time and so at the request of hospital superintendent dr john c shaw king's county purchased 873 acres of land in the hamlet of saint john land which is now King's Park, with the intention of establishing a, this is their words, uh, for my sources, which I'm pretty sure this one came from, do 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 upper, no, I'm sorry, untappedcities.com. My main sources are, like, that one I just said, Medium, longisland.com, Britannica, and Newsday.com. Oh, yeah, New York, New York Times. Anyways, um, so they called it a lunatic farm. Which is on par with the 1880s. Oh. It's very what, what they would say, but it's fucked up. It's like calling it a zoo. Yeah, literally. Wow. But you'll see why they call it a farm here in a bit. Oh, um, good. And it's just, they wanted to keep, move the asylum basically into a more environmentally suitable location, particularly one with a large tract of land where separate buildings of various sizes could be built to form a small village. Like yours. Like we just talked about. So... Dr. Shaw believed this change in their environment would improve their chances of recovery, and with that, they started building this place. There was three small cottages that were constructed to house 23 female and 32 male patients and the um, or that came from the asylum in Flatbrush. I keep saying Flatbrush. It's Flatbush. It's Flatbush. 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 Not brush. I apologize. Everybody loves a Flatbush. Everybody loves a Flatbush. Um... So, this was built and situated in, this is the word that I didn't know, Nissequoke, fuck me, N-I-S-S-E, Nissa, Nissi, Nisi. Is this a place? It's a, it's what a river is called. N-I-S-S-E-Q-U-O-G-U-E. Nissequoke. What? Google it. I, we don't have time for that. Um, <laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say. Uh, it's a river and state park in the hamlet of Kings Park, New York, which is also in the area of Long Island. It is in Long Island. Um, so that was built in 1885. And like Jack talked about, the types of people that were put into this facility were similar to his uh, hospital. So people could be committed for homelessness being orphaned if they were immigrants Im- i'm sorry immigrants who could not acclimate to a new environment uh or basically society who makes that determination white people <laughs> <laughs> what bitches i fucking hate them i hate white people man. <laughs> and we're white yeah and it's the worst i hate it but then it's all about privilege and i i get that it just sucks that you know try to right our wrongs i suppose anyways um if and then also if their families could or would not care for them basically if your family was like i don't really give a fuck about this thing i raised like you can take it they would do that um and then people obviously the whole point of a psychiatric facility is for uh mental health people so they also obviously took those um so within two years of being built uh the patient population grew over to like 200 people 
Um, as a form of occupational therapy, patients were sent to work clearing the land and start to f- make a farm so that they could build food and future cottages for more patients. It was believed that patients being, quote, in the city, end quote, could get fresh air while working on the farm. So that would also help with their uh, healing <laughs> is labor. Um, the hospital now at that time had its own farmland so it had a cow barn a piggery a butcher shop a tailor a power plant and even our best and most favorite thing the morgue they made the patients build this okay um so by the turn of the century a now under state control the hospital officially separated from king's county lunatic asylum and became king's Park State Hospital, a name it would carry until the 1970s before it was finally changed to the Kings Park Psychiatric Center. So it's also noted that before the turn of the century, the conditions for the patients at Kings Park were obviously awful. Um, According to an 1893 state report, they said, quote, the buildings were unsuitable and unhygienic, facilities inadequate, clothing insufficient and poor and of poor quality, food often being unfit for human consumption, end quote. Wow. So that was in 1893. Yikes. So you'd think that it would Standards have to have been low. Then. Yeah, it would have been really bad for them to mention that. Um, um, also, according to Median.com, this was also when new wards were being built, as well as a reservoir, a steam plant, and a sewage system. Uh, so they were still growing. Uh, as the population in New York State grew, so did the patient numbers at Kings Park, obviously. And according to UntappedCities.com, newly arriving patients were admitted before the paint even dried on the walls. Um, over the next 40 years, 150 buildings would be operating on the grounds to meet expanding needs of the hospital. 1925, in particular, saw the busiest year of expansion at the hospital following a recommendation from New York Governor. Governor, uh, what am I saying? <laughs> um, Alfred E. Smith. The legislator approved. $1,500,000 for the construction of a new hospital in New York State veterans to be affiliated with Kings Park. That um, is a lot of money. It's a lot of money to keep building. Um, <laughs> construction began on the Veterans Memorial Hospital Unit, which um, would have Building 125 serving as the administration building. Uh, building 136... Remember, there's over 150 buildings. Some of those, like you had, were like residential things for like doctors and mm-hmm. other things that live there. So, building 125 is the admin building for the Veterans Memorial Hospital. Building 136 was added as a medical support building. Uh, 138 was for patient wards, with building 139 as the kitchen and dining hall for those wards. Separately, buildings 40, 41, and 42 were completed for geriatric uh, and ambulatory patients. Uh, two wards were set aside to treat patients with schizophrenia using insulin convulsive therapy. Have you ever heard of that? Mm-hmm. It's fucked up. It's so fucked up. Tell me more. Basically, patients were injected with large doses of insulin, which if you don't know what insulin does, it lowers your blood sugar. So you would then go into insulin shock and basically kind of go comatose or have seizures yeah that you would be, you could even go today. into a coma yeah because like that's like the big fear of diabetics if they get their blood sugar trigger too low that they can go into coma so they did that for like people with schizophrenia and like all other things because they, they were like oh you're so much more chill when we inject you with insulin weird um so then building 93 the largest and most recognizable building on the grounds was built from 1939 to 1941 so it took a couple years for it to get on off the ground. The it served as an infirmary for chronic and geriatric patients. Uh, bedroom patients were treated on the top floors of that building. The, I hate this word. Semi invalids on the middle floors. Again, it's all old school terms, and I apologize, but I'm just trying to give you like a peek into like how it was and how they treated people. It's so fucked up. Um, and then the able-bodied ones were on the bottom floors, which makes no fucking sense. Wouldn't you want to put the people that, like, couldn't walk and, like, needed a wheelchair on the first floors and put the ones that could walk on the top floors? Yep. Like, <laughs> God, yep. that's so annoying. Well, the thing is, that we do that now, 
for like emergencies to be able to evacuate people and that was not even thought a of thought yeah Ugh. that's so messed up so mm-hmm. as with any other time in history world war ii happened and medical treatment for mentally ill included prefrontal lobotomies and shock therapy which jack had talked about so we know all about lobotomies we all know about shock therapy um at the height of its operation in 1954 the hospital treated over 10,000 patients um which is according to untappedcities.com but medium.com listed the patient number at 9,300 so still really close still a lot of fucking patients mm-hmm. it's crazy um which because of that it made it the largest institution of its kind at the time because of that uh it was really the center of the town's economy, assisting with jobs and, like, the purchasing, the just, like, everything that you could think of. Like you said, it's, like, its own mini city. Like, it needs mm. to support itself. Um, so it built, like, the town, basically. So, like, people came to, like, move here to work there to, right. you know, be involved with this growing economy. Mm-hmm. Um, and the idea of having a mental institution wasn't seen as negative for the community, rather a sense of civic pride. Apparently. Um, so when Thorazine is super <laughs> fucked up, right? Uh, so when Thorazine was invented in 1955, 5% of the patient population at Kings Park started receiving psychotropic. Is that how you pronounce it? Psychotropic? Psychotropic. psychotropic thank you. Psychotropic drug therapy. But then New York State completed the Mental Health Study Act, which called for the abol- abolition of state hospitals and the redirecting of federal funds to build community centers for the mentally ill and not psychiatric centers. um, What? What? I don't know. I feel like like both are necessary for different levels of... Of mental health. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. I agree. But alas. Um, So the farming buildings of the grounds obviously phased out and it became far cheaper to import food. Uh, Also with the population starting to kind of redirect into this new trend um another change came in 1965 when medicare and medicaid were established in new york state both contained provisions for mental health treatment but the care provided by state hospitals were not covered so mentally ill people under the age of 65 were ineligible for medicaid benefits which really got rid of a lot of their patients Mm -hmm. um as a result a large number like i said of geriatric patients were transferred from state hospitals to nursing homes which also again might not be the best place uh the hospital began the slow and steady process of closing its buildings and leaving them abandoned much like your location Mm -hmm. uh building 93 in particular which was the infirmary for the chronic and geriatric patients obviously since those are the ones that are leaving it was one of the first one to close from the top floors which if you remember we had like the the yeah yeah yeah, the like level the backwards (laughs) the backwards yeah so the top was uh abandoned first and then the bottom was the last so the introduction of the psychotropic drugs, the need for long-term treatment of the mentally ill, had begun to phase out, as I, we've been talking about, as well as the New York State Community Mental Health Reinvestment Act, that's a mouthful, um, mandated that all savings realized from the closure of unneeded state psychiatric centers would be funneled into various community mental health programs, a process widely known as deinstitutionalization. I knew I was going to fuck that up. <laughs> Hold on. Deinstitutionalization. I, I got it. I got it. I just had okay. to say it. Sorry. Uh, known as deinstitutionalization, which was put in place in 1993. Um, because of that, buildings on the grounds of King Park Psychiatric Center started to shut down or operate at limited capacity in November of 1996 last patients at Kings Park were transferred to nearby Pilgrim State Psychiatric Center. By 2000, a portion of Kings Park was turned into uh, that river name that I can't pronounce, State Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so now it's part of the New York State Parks. 
Since the grounds were turned over to park officials of Parks and Rec and Historic Preservation, the land itself became legally protective from residential and commercial redevelopment. By the end of 2006, the remaining acres of the hospital were added to the state park, and while the park is a convenient haven for locals, um, the buildings themselves are still abandoned. And according to UntappedCities.com, which was fairly recent, the article that I read had like pictures from like 2021, 2022, so I'd like to believe that it's fairly recent. They stated that to this day, less than 30 hospital buildings were made remain of what was once the largest institutions in the mentally ill in the nation, which had like over 150 buildings. Mm-hmm. So they demolished a whole bunch. Um, it's obviously like I talked about with the YouTube series, like people are just interested in it. They're, they will break into it, which like your location, mm-hmm. it's not safe. Mm-hmm. There's probably asbestos. There's probably mold. It's probably like about to crumble. Yeah. I don't know. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit about patients that got interviewed and are talking about their time Dope. in the facility because I didn't have very much about hauntings. So let me just, you know, uh, give you nonsense anyways. So Lucy Weiner, a former patient at Kings Park in the 1960s, she actually interviewed in a documentary about the hospital and describes her stay as terrifying and harrowing. Um, I couldn't find the name of this documentary, so that's why I didn't talk about it. So if somebody does find it, maybe it's under... It just sucks because it's like... I don't know. If you do find it, please let me know so I can watch it and update my notes. But she speaks about how afraid people were in the hospital. And one former ward attendant in her film describes patients who were picked up on vagrancy charges and took no medication. And they said, quote, it was hard to determine why they were here, but they were here, end quote. Hmm. Um, Lucy was placed in the female violent ward where patients were permitted one shower per week and the stalls did not have doors. She goes on to say, quote, the day room was filled with bodies of drugged women. It was a violent ward and it was the quietest place on earth, end quote. That's... Um, so according to Medium.com, a staff psychiatrist recalls how the attendants would beat the patients. She knew a patient who was generally healthy but would become disturbed from time to time. The psychiatrist... Pres- prescribed her a low dose of medication for her illness and one afternoon the psychiatrist was eating lunch and she received a phone call from the hospital letting her know that the patient was in bad shape so she obviously goes to the ward where the patient is being housed and finds that she was dead and was suffocated by a pillowcase Uh-oh. the psychiatric i'm sorry the psychiatrist explains that the attendants would tie pillowcases around patients necks to asphyxiate them without leaving evidence Oh. That's fucked up. Murder. Murder. Um, Another former patient describes how he was committed as a child after escaping foster care. Um, And he, as a child, was put in the disturbed ward for adult men. Oh. Yeah. He recalls screaming, walking in circles, and throwing things. And because he was small, he couldn't... um, Sorry, he could get out of a straitjacket. So they tried to put him in a straitjacket as a fucking kid. The attendants would punish him by tying the straitjacket to a hook in the window and lifting him up off the floor. You just hang him there? Yeah, basically like oh a piece God. of meat in a butcher shop. I, probably not like through his body, but you know what I mean. Um, the attendants could inflict whatever punishments they chose on patients because there was no one else to see it happening and preventing it. And who's going to believe yeah. somebody who is being housed in a psychiatric facility? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So today... Apparently, they're building actually a a new building. The old Building 40, which was daycare for employees, has been demolished. And in place of it is going to be the Department of Environmental Conservation that will be under construction. Um, And obviously, it's a park now, so you can kind of take a walk around it and just hang out, I guess, if that's what you feel like doing. Um, You'll find... The, the houses that are still there from the physicians and the staffs and the they had like carved roads with street lamps like literally is it like its own little city then i li- i don't have very much about hauntings but i'll try to try to make it great so okay. obviously trespassing is a huge thing at the king's park grounds and it's obviously illegal don't do it it's regularly patrolled by the police, uh, and they get usually upwards of a dozen or so a year, according to Newsday.com. I'm sure there's way more, but who knows? Um, 
they said the most common time is guess what fucking october um locals and visitors to king's park have still been known to sneak into some of the abandoned buildings uh leading to a large amount of vandalism and graffiti which is sad there have also been reports of ghosts paranormal happenings obviously that's why i'm talking about it trespassers have seen apparitions heard like your location disembodied screams and witnessed doors open and close on their own uh patrons of ds shanahan's uh which is a bar that's located outside of king's park uh, outside of the grounds they've also made similar claims saying that like while they're like having a drink they just hear screaming in the distance that'd be weird how fucking weird would that be (laughs) you're just like am i drunk or is there somebody like dying yeah (laughs) um there's also tales of a female apparition allegedly appearing at the bar from time to time but quickly vanishes when approached uh visitors and employees say they have seen an unidentified ghost standing in the hallway or even sitting at the bar so it's interesting to me that they can venture that far out of the grounds but Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if they could do that while they were patients there or not because i'm not sure what was around them at the time Mm -hmm. Um, other people hear strange noises, obviously, and unusual figures roaming about. So I think the coolest part of all of this research that I did is that in August of 2012, Lawrence Downs with the New York Times, so very reputable paper, got a tour of the facility by park officials. And this is the, like, this last part is going to be their, like, what they saw on the tour. Um, so this is. If I say things weird, it's because I'm just kind of like literally copied and pasted it from the New York Times article. Sick. Um, they said, last Thursday, parks officials gave a tour. We drove back roads and went into Building 7, once home to administrative offices and surgical wards. The morgue was awash in filth and graffiti, but the body slabs still rolled. I wandered the rooms, then stopped when a worker with a flashlight said we weren't alone. He heard crunching feet down the hall. I saw a man in a t-shirt slip through a doorway into a pitch dark room where stairs led into the basement and I was told not to follow. Park. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. Literally. He's like, not a problem. Yeah. uh, The park officials showed Lawrence to a grassy meadow nearby where stone slabs were scattered and had numbers carved in showed where bodies of previous patients had died at the facility. And that was their final resting place. They didn't even put names on the tombstones. They just put numbers. Wow. Um, so there are all kinds of, like I said, videos on YouTube if you want to check it out. Um, so do you want to hear something crazy? I've already told Jack this. So Jack, I'm surprised. But when I found out that Kings Park was on in Long Island, I remembered another spooky place that we've talked about that is also in Long Island. It's on Ocean Avenue. It's called the Amityville House. It's a 30-minute drive. That's wild. From... The two places. Yeah. That's crazy to me. Be close. Super crazy. Anyways, I, just a coincidence, but. I just started, well, I'm in the middle of a uh, a new podcast about Amityville. Nice. By, uh, what's Mark Wahlberg's brother? Donnie Wahlberg? Yeah. He uh, narrates it. It's super good. I think he told me about this. I think it's called Very Scary People. Huh. So I think this is just uh, season one of it. Yeah. But 10 out of 10. Unrelated. <laughs> Super unrelated. That's okay. That's all I have for you guys. That's that was good. a lot of history, but... Good job. I was going to say, don't get a psych ward, but like also, if you need mental health, please seek out help. <laughs> yeah. It's taken leaps and bounds. I think there's obviously still room to grow, but it's definitely a lot more safe yep. than it was back then, and hopefully you're not going to be thrown in a straitjacket and hung from the ceiling, so... Yeah. I would dare to say that I've still heard some horror stories about current... Yeah. Like inpatient places. And you know what the the biggest issue that I've found is one, lack of funding, and two, a poor patient to like nurse or employee ratio. ratio, Mm -hmm. Which was the issue back then, too. Right. It's one of those things. Which, I mean, leads to burnout. And I'm not saying, I'm not trying to like say what they did was okay with like beating people, but like. If there was probably more workers per patients, it probably, they wouldn't have... It probably wouldn't have happened. I mean, it probably would have happened, just not as uh, big of a scale, because people wouldn't have been as pissed off because their boss told them to clean the bedpans again. You know what I mean? I don't know. You can... Bad people are bad people, and I'm not not trying to validate that, but I'm just saying it might not have happened as frequently if there were more workers, but... Funding sucks. 100%. 
That's it. All right. Nothing Sorry else? for the sad story today, guys. <laughs> We're talking about lobotomies and t- t- murder. And ghosts. And ghosts. Ghosts that beep and do lasers. Two lasers. And scream a lot. <laughs> and scream. Nice. Anything else before we sign off for the night? I forgot to say the story about how I almost lost our dogs. Go ahead. Do do we have time for it? I don't care. Um, podcast. So we're going on vacation next week, and we are boarding the dogs. Obviously, we can't leave the dogs here. And so we found this place, and I was taking them for their play date. And Ronald, the blessed little soul that she is, I open the truck door, and she, like, tackles through me like a tank. And I go to grab her leash, and I, like, it, like... Cut, took out a chunk of my hand like slipped like, through cut, her hands. yeah and like cut my hand and she's just gone and i was like cool and the moment of distraction i had by looking at her and trying to grab her both castle and bear were like oh fuck yeah we're free let's fucking go and i literally just like looked around me for probably like a millisecond and i was like what is going on <laughs> thankfully the boarding lady the lady who owns the business was there and she was like able to distract castle and bear into the house where they're supposed to go while i go off running after ronnie with a fresh knee tattoo with boots <laughs> and a skirt on so that was so much fun i probably got her i did get her i ran for like a mile i don't think so okay i'll have to show you when there. we go there it I was wasn't there I mean, it wasn't quite a mile. It felt like forever, but it was a very, very far away. It was very far away. Um, it was off and on. And then I was, like, sprinting after her because I thought I could be smart and catch up to her, but no. Yeah, she's fast. She's fast. She finally laid down in some farmer's ditch that he just dug up. <laughs> it was fine. She, I've had that happen one time, and I thought she was gone forever. Yeah, no, I didn't think she was gone forever. I was just like, when yeah. is she going to fucking stop running so I can grab her? <laughs> <laughs> She's going to get tired. Yeah. She finally finds a ditch, like, well. <laughs> she literally laid in the ditch. I think she just felt safe. Yeah. I mean, he's sad. I know, right? She's a sad little puppy. I know. Poor little traumatized dog. But everything's good. She's fine. Just a stressful day. <laughs> Going on vacation has been, like, extremely stressful. So stressful. I think we barely <laughs> figured it all out. Yep. Ugh. But it'll be fun. And we'll bring you guys, like, all kinds of new stories from it, because we're going mm-hmm. to all the haunted places. Yep. All the haunted tours. Yep. I'm so excited. Hell yeah. Good shit. Anyways, that's it. All right. Uh, you can find us on Instagram at whonewpodcast. Uh, you can email us at whonewpodcast666 at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Patreon. Just search the name and you will find us. YOLO. Sam doesn't know what that is. I know what it means. I'm just being a jerk. God, she's been using it. She's used it like 12 times this week. This is 2015. YOLO. Oh my god. (laughs) Okay, bye guys. (laughs) This has been great. Bye.